I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Vancouver has such a rich bookstore scene, and it's because of independent bookstores that you can find throughout the city, like Pulp Fiction, Massey Books, Black Bond Books, and more. Joining me now is Hilary Atlio, a board member of the Canadian Independent Booksellers Association and the owner of uh, Iron Dog Books at 2671 East Hastings Street. This Saturday, the 29th of April, is Canadian Independent Bookstore Day, and it's a good time to ask Hillary about Iron Dog Books, its genesis, and how it's doing as we move into a different stage of the pandemic. Hillary has uh, great insights as to why bookstores like hers are necessary in our neighborhoods. Also, I'll get her to preview what the day will be like this Saturday at Iron Dog Books. Visit irondogbooks.com for more information. Uh, please uh, welcome to the Plant Online program, Hillary Atlio. Ms. Atlio, good morning. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, what um, have, have the, the last three years been like uh, for, for all of you at Iron Dog Books? I mean, there are obviously challenges uh, because of the pandemic. How have you found it personally in, in terms of uh, being able to survive and, and make it through the last three years, say? It, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, as I think it's been for everyone. Um, one of the really interesting things for us is that we were based in a truck before we opened our brick and mortar, and we opened our brick and mortar at the beginning of December 2019. Mm. Yeah, so it was only about three and a half months before everything really shut down. Um, but because we had moved into a brick and mortar, it's actually the thing that let us survive because our truck could only operate at events, like large-scale events before that. Mm-hmm. There's no license in the city to do retail on the street. And so we, with the brick and mortar, kind of found our neighborhood. And I say to folks all the time in the store, you know, we're the right bookstore for the neighborhood we're in in East Van, and it's the right neighborhood for us. Like we, Bookstores don't exist in a vacuum. It's always in a dialogue with the place where you are. And and it's the right community for us. We just we fit in and and they provide what we need to be better. And how, how have you found it there in the northeast part of Vancouver? I mean, in terms of the demographics, do um, uh, I mean we all know it as is, is the neighborhood where the P and E is. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great great access whether you're going downtown or going uh, east towards Burnaby. Um, do you have a lot of young readers? Uh, is it a mix of, with, say, uh, um, uh, uh, say, mi- mi- I was say middle age? You know, sort of uh, <laughs> uh, parents with kids, as opposed to say seniors. Yeah, one of the best parts about our neighborhood, and part of the reason why I think it's such a good fit for us, is the demographic diversity. Um, so you know, we have a lot of diversity across different ethnic groups, a lot of diversity across um, different genders, but specifically what we have is a lot of age diversity, and that's Mm. what I really, really like about the neighborhood, because it means as a general bookstore that we can really serve intergenerational groups. Like, the best thing is when we have families from grandparents to, you know, small, small kids coming into the store. Um, It... I really like that neighborhood. Before we put the store there, so my husband is grew up in East Van. Mm-hmm. He grew up, uh, he owns, well, he always say he owns the other half of the store because he's a professor, so he doesn't work at the store, but we co-own it together. Mm-hmm. And um, he grew up kind of at, like, first and Renfrew kind of situation, right. or first and Boundary maybe, you know, somewhere around there, one, one or the other side of the highway. 
but in the Vancouver side, not the Burnaby side. Uh-huh. And um, he was the one who really wanted to put the store in that neighborhood there in Hastings Sunrise, and I kept saying, no, no, it's just a drive-through neighborhood because I'm not from here. I moved here in 2016. Uh-huh. And now that the store is there, I realize it's it's not a drive-through neighborhood at all. Like, it really is. It has its own neighborhood core, you know, at um, Hastings and Nanaimo there with uh, Donald's and the various other services. There's like a few kind of major anchors, um, the London Drugs, which is eventually yeah. going to be developed into a bigger London Drugs. So we really are serving like an actual community there. And then, of course, if you're asking about being in that specific corner, the highway access is tremendous for us. We have yeah. a lot of people who come over from North San. Yeah, yeah, and and um, I, I, I've uh, unfortunately not been inside the shop, but I see it all the time when I'm, I'm, I'm you know, in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, I, I, I see people going in all the time, and, and it makes me want to go in, and it w- and I will do that shortly, probably on the 29th even. Um, it's also been known uh, as, as a cultural hub, and, and that's important for, for um, our independent bookstores, especially here in Vancouver, uh, to, to do things more than just sell books. Uh, that that uh, It is a place um, for book launches, for readings, for signings in the sort. I mean, that, that's always been important for Iron Dog, and, and I guess we'll see more of that as, as, the, the, uh, as we move into this, this next period of the pandemic, right? Yeah, we're finally, we really didn't do, I mean, it was always going to be a pillar of the business, mm-hmm. um, moving into a brick and mortar, because of course with the truck we were doing, we were a 100% off-site, you know, the truck would only go to either big festivals or we would go and do off-site events. And so when we opened the brick and mortar, we intended to roll into a really fulsome event schedule, which was then totally thrown for a loop. And now this spring, we are finally moving into booking really regularly. So we're doing a few cool off-sites. We're doing a big one with um, Angeline Bootley, who's the author of Firekeeper's Daughter, which is one of my absolute favorite new Indigenous novels. I can't recommend it enough. If folks haven't read it, you should read it. And the, her next book's coming out in a couple weeks on May 2nd. So we're doing that one down at the Siegel School of Business. It's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. But we're also rolling into hosting a lot more events in the store. And the, you know, Indie Bookstore Day really grew out of this, the, I mean, it was Jamie Chang's inspiration with Authors for Indies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was this day where, because we have all these incredible Canadian authors, they were sort of coming out of the woodwork to support Canadian Indies. But at the same time, there was Indie Bookstore Day in the States, which was very much a reaction to the selling environment for publishers and booksellers down there trying to say your independent bookstore is doing something important. So a few years ago, um, the ideas of the two kind of merged together. We decided it'll be the Canadian Independent Bookstore Day so that the messaging can be really consistent and make sure that folks are coming out to the stores, like customers are coming out to the stores. Because when you're talking about being a cultural hub, one of the things I think about bookstores is that they really are a sort of a third space um, that is not quite private and not quite public, Mm. and it's sort of this space to have ideas and dialogue and community gathering and and to work in those conversations that I think we don't always get to have, um, except for shouting at each other on the Internet. So it's quite, (laughs) (laughs) it's really nice to have 
these places that are like hosts to that to that dialogue, right? Yeah, the, the, one of the the great things about uh, your website that, that I was go- I was on there the, the other day, um, uh, we can see the books that you recommend, um, that your husband recommends, that the the other staff members recommend, and as I was going through it. Um, I couldn't help but think, man, th- th- these are th- th- some really cool people who read a lot and who read different things. And um, it, it must be such a great space to, to be able to have sort of th- that dialogue, not, not just b- between, say, coworkers, but b- people that you can go to the, the, the neighborhood shop, if you will, and, and, and see what people are reading and, and maybe find something new for you to read. Um, yeah, I always make jokes that... Uh when when people come in, they half shop here because we're so nice and complimentary to them as customers. My half shop here so they can hear me go on a rant about capitalism. <laughs> so, you know, you get both yeah. at my shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in terms of, of um, uh, because of this event on, on, on Saturday the 29th, um, what have you found in terms of, of our, the, the, the public's habits or just your, your shopper's habits in terms of um, why they, they choose to, to go to a store. I mean, I, I think all of us, a lot of us, I should say, prefer going to a shop than, say, say buying a book online, right? Well, I'll tell you something interesting, because I emailed BookNet Canada and asked them for some data about um, sales of Canadian books through the Indie Channel. Uh-huh. And what they told me is that if 20% of the books sold at Canadian Indies are have a Canadian contributor versus 10% of the books sold through other channels. So what that tells me is that if you come to my shop, you are twice as likely to get a book with a Canadian contributor as you are if you're shopping anywhere else. Mm. And I think what that speaks to is the diversity of book discovery. You know, um, one of the things I always say about the, the big folks is that um, because of the nature of efficiencies, it just makes more sense for them to try and sell 10,000 people the same book yeah, yeah. than it does to try and sell each of those 10,000 people the books that they actually want. Mm. Whereas I'm small enough that it, it truly isn't any more efficient for me to sell 10 copies of one book than it is to sell, you know, five copies each of two books or, you know, two copies each of five books or, or 10 of one. Just because of the way we do the ordering, it's all fairly equivalent labor. There's very little economy of scale, you know, ordering 100. Um, And so I think the real reason to come to us is the diversity of the selection, but I mean that in like this very deep way where it's like you will find not the thing I think you should buy, but the thing you you need to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And if if I I come into the store there and, and um, I want to know about a book, say that that's on the website that that's being recommended by someone on staff. Um, the, you, you folks will know about it and and can tell me if it's it's right for me, right? Oh, I hope. I mean, I truly hope so. You know, we're awfully idiosyncratic, so we don't know everything. But the thing that I'm always trying to get my staff to to learn because I I came up through other bookstores Mm -hmm. when the first bookstore i worked in didn't have a computer at all um and then gradually we sort of scaled up and what that means is i learned to keep as much as possible in my head and so i'm always trying to teach my staff you know the computer should be a 
resource, but not not the only thing that solves your problem for us. Yeah. Like you need to have the information in your head as well, which I think also allows us to, and all indies, to have quite a bit of resilience, you know, in case of yeah. our web store going down or something. Not yeah. that that's happened to a major Canadian retailer recently, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, that's right. All their information went with them, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so on Saturday the twentieth, what have you, what have you got planned uh, at Iron Dog Books? Well, this is the most exciting thing to me is that we have been working over the last few years with bookstores in in just Vancouver proper, so uh-huh. not Metro Vancouver, but just Vancouver proper, to put together a map and a collective set of giveaways, and we work really closely with Raincoast Books and other publishers to make sure that we have really high quality gift packs, which are at each store on this bookstore crawl. And all you have to do is visit one or more of the bookstores on the map and enter that specific bookstore's contest. Every bookstore is running their own. It really is, I don't even know what the right phrase for it is, but the the idea was we would collaborate enough that we would all put each other's names out there, mm-hmm. but no more than that, so we maintain our total independence. So there is the collective map, and there is the fact that the, um, you know, Zoe at Upstart and Crow and... Um, myself at Iron Dog and Kelly at Kids Books, we kind of coordinate making sure that all of the um, giveaway items are collected and then uh, ampersand books. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the various sales agencies, but they make sure that everything gets delivered. So it's all this like really kind of grassroots working together project. And then each store runs their own thing, which is great because that part of the joy of us is that we are all different. And the, so I don't know if you're interested and want to know the 15 stores, but yeah. it's um, well. The, um, in terms of Iron Dog, um, uh, what are your what will your hours be that day? Say, oh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, every day. Uh, yeah, and um, so so if we go there throughout the day. Yeah. Um, what can we expect in terms of? I mean, will you have authors down there? No, it gets. We found with the map that it gets so busy that the um, we really just try. We try and make sure we promote the giveaway. We have lots of. I think we're going to do some kind of like draw um, yeah. uh, out of a bag, and then so not just the big giveaway with those big get packs, but each customer will probably get a giveaway, and we'll have a draw for what you receive because we have lots of really cool swag to give out. You know, enamel pins. We've got tons of cool publisher and reading sticker sheets. We've got a couple of um, just for indie bookstore day, like indie exclusive kind of things, so like mm-hmm. coloring books and things like that that are just featuring independent bookstores from around the country. So, um, so, so it's going to be more that kind of yeah. combo customer appreciation, store appreciation at our store. But I do think some of the other shops have those kinds of events happening. I'm just not sure what everyone's doing, again, because of the emphasis on independent. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And so, so yeah. If, 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 you're, if you've got a young reader in your house or, or you're a senior reader yourself, um, this is a great chance to go down to Iron Dogs on, on, on Saturday the 29th, and, and um, you'll be able to, to uh, other than, say, buy your own books there, um, you'll be able to get, say, a little treat or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how have you found, because um, the, the, you are all independent, as, as you just said, uh, what's the relationship like with, with, with all of you independent bookshops? I mean, I go to Massey Books, um, you know, every, every few months because I, I happen to do my grocery shopping in the neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been going to Pulp Fiction for years. Um, uh, and um, I, I live near Fraser and King Edward, so it's just a quick walk for me to go to Black Bond there, or, or the book warehouse, I should say, on, on, on Main Street. 
Yeah. How have you found it? I mean, the the the, uh, the online chain obviously is 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 a, is a factor, but um, you independent bookstores seem to have you know um, survived, say the the, the big uh, brick and mortar chain that sold books at one point. Um, in terms of, I mean, people love independent bookstores in this part of the world, don't they? Yeah, I think so. And it's all of us against against the big guys, you know. Mm-hmm. The, and I would even include, well, this is total heresy, but I would even include, you know, the, the one big Canadian chain that's left. It's all of us against the destruction of brick-and-mortar bookstores. And yeah. So I think whether, you know, whether we're particularly close, like I'm quite close with, you know, you said Patricia from Massey, uh-huh. and I, I'm quite close with Kim Holmes, Paperhound, and a few other booksellers in the city. Um, but whether I have a very close relationship with you or not, I would say that us as indies are so important to the cultural fabric of the city that I would rather see any indie succeed, yeah. like all of us. And and you know, Kim's the one who's always saying to me, "The rising tide lifts all ships." Like we. It's not better for me to be alone out here. It's, it's especially not better because we're on the coast. And if we, so, I mean, we're so, so, so lucky to have Rain Coast and their basic various affiliated companies. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, all of the major publishers are based in the East. And it is, and the warehouses, you know, most of them don't even have Canadian warehousing anymore. And so to get service out here, we need to have some kind of critical mass. And I'm a big believer in this collective action to say like we exist and we're important and we're an important part of the cultural fabric of the city and the country indeed indeed um the challenge of high rents um not just in vancouver but big cities uh, throughout the country throughout north america really uh, how have you all found it in terms of, of say uh, as the owners of a brick and mortar stores is that is that i mean that, that's a reality that that everyone's facing i'm, I'm sure the book businesses face that not not just in this time, but but previously. Yeah, we have. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I could I could talk to you for an hour just about Main Street revitalization and the various problems around the city. I mean, I don't know if you know much about urban planning and design, but there's this concept of Vancouverism, which is basically mixed use retail, mm-hmm. uh, residential, and commercial, and um, taking you know putting in high rises, and it's all very connected to the way the Olympics were in 2010, and one of my problems with it, it is completely, it's more complicated than just saying that redevelopment is a problem because the issues with redevelopment, first of all, because we need more housing stock, so yeah. going up is the best way. Yeah. Um, but also because one of the things that happens with commercial properties when you do redevelopment is that they take what was, say, five 1,000-square-foot units and turn them into one 5,000-square-foot unit because it, the, for various reasons, landlords don't want to have to deal with multiple tenants. And then what that becomes with the high cost of real estate in Vancouver is a massive chain because the high cost of the rent in that location is being subsidized in that chain mm. by a much cheaper location, say, out in Maple Ridge or further further out or in a in, totally in another city mm-hmm. where the rent... And so because it's one corporation looking at the profitability of many, many, many locations. For an independent, all of those costs need to be absorbed just by me and just by my business out of that um, particular location. And I think that if we are, if we care 
about Main Street revitalization, which we should. And by that, I mean the ability to have a neighborhood where you can get all of your services, like mm-hmm. the one we're in in Hastings Sunrise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, there's a whole bunch of things we can say about gentrification, which I, I we don't have the scope for in this conversation. <laughs> but if we're looking at the price of real estate, there are industries that we know are important to the life of the city. And, and they include bookstores, bookstores, record shops, you know, privately run or publicly run art spaces. Um, it, it shouldn't be all banks yeah. or large chain retailers. You know, if you can take out five small independents that are, you know, your green grocer and your record shop and the coffee shop on the corner and then replace it all with a dollarama, that's a problem mm. for the city. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, I was just thinking it, it's been uh, 23 years since since uh, I graduated high school and, and had my own disposable income that that, um, that I could sp- spend myself. And, and um I'm I'm really heartened that that um, now as opposed to then there are more bookstores like Iron Dog in in the city. Um, it was pretty bleak 23, 25 years ago where where you know you could only shop at say the big chain, and mm-hmm. um, I just hope it continues for 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 all of you because it, uh, you you are absolutely right. There are more than stores. There there um, there are more than just places for me to, to buy books. They're, 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 great and important things to have in the community. And so so how does the future look for you? I mean, as we reflect on Canadian Independent Bookstore Day, I mean, there are obviously challenges, but but at the same time, it, it looks bright, doesn't it? I think it does, and I think it does because the, you know, all the commentators who are predicting the, the death knell for books and the book industry, yeah, yeah. I don't think really understood what what books are like the the idea was that books are only content and that the book as object had no value and one of the things that i think we've seen in the last so i've worked in bookstores since 2010 one of the things i think we've seen in the last decade for sure is a shift in the maybe not the reasons why but publishers awareness of the reasons why folks buy books so you there is that type of consumable fiction primarily where you are buying it just so you can get the content read it and move on mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and certainly there's like genre elements of that but what it means is that the books that are coming out are having to punch above their weight in terms of having value themselves as an object that's something you want to keep you know yeah. and they i think that that that's a big part of what's heralded the the rise of the indie because you it's no longer i mean the part of the I have so many thoughts about this. (laughs) But part of the problem with um, the way, the reasons why indies were struggling was because you did have massive chains that were buying incredibly homogenous books and shipping them all over the country and were able to offer deals. And that was so much worse for the publishing industry and for indies, Uh indie bookstores in particular, than the current situation where you have the, the very, I mean, Referred to as like high fidelity, so like high touch, high experience. Really enjoy being in the shop. I know my bookseller. I know their recommendations. I know the kind of stuff that they like to buy. You know that that really high quality experience versus the high convenience experience of just ordering it online, whatever the algorithm's recommending to you. And so the what we found is that as 
content becomes more ubiquitous in many different ways, those high experience moments and places start to have a lot more value. The really human spaces start yeah. to have a lot more value. And humans say, I, like, I, I don't want to just have what the algorithm says I should read. I don't want the thing that is most convenient to sell me. I want the thing that is the right thing for me today. And so that's, I, that, I think that's part of the reason why I'm just so incredibly optimistic about bookstores is because we are providing a sense of, of, of like real human scale that folks are craving. Yeah, and long may it continue. By the way, I mentioned your website, um, irondogbooks.com. Um, you have this system where, where it is easy for, for someone who, who's used to, say, uh, the big, the, the big uh, worldwide chain to, to order books there and then, then pick it up at the shop, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we ship to um, – we've got free shipping over $150 anywhere in B.C. And then – but – Obviously, we would way prefer to see you in yeah. the store just because it's a great opportunity to show you the space and talk to you. Something that I think is really f- fun and interesting about the way our web store and anyone who uses this system, which is called Book Manager, mm-hmm. um, is that we build all of our own highlights. Like, all of the books you see that are that are highlighted there under themes are ones that, that we have actually curated and put together as a staff. There's no, you know, there's, <laughs> there's no program that goes through and says, here's the stuff you're excited about. It's us saying, yeah. here's the stuff we're excited about. And I think that's really like a cool, organic way to look at at the shop. Like, these really are the things, even if you're shopping online, these are the things that we have thought you'll want to see. And, yeah, no, it's great. If you go to our website, which is irondogbooks.com, you click Browse Online, and it takes you to the secondary web store site. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the two things running concurrently. And we do have, you know, you can call them power users, people who've got everything all set up with the search function so they can find kind of the best secondhand because we keep our secondhand listed on there, too. It's very fun. Yeah, it's, it's great to, to look through um, what's available secondhand, too. Um because you, you you never know what you'll find and, and what you what you think you'll need or, or what you will really need. So, um, Hillary, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, uh, we'll certainly urge people to, to come visit, not just on the 29th, but, but throughout the year. All the best and, and continued good luck with everything. Thank you so much. It's been really great to talk to you. The website for more is at irondogbooks.com. Uh, one of its owners, Hillary Atlio, joined me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plunder.